everybody. It is Lala Kent. With Randall. We took a week off. Yes, a full hiatus. A lot of hiatus. A lot of hiatus. E tight. I don't even know if that's a word, but a lot of quarantine. We took a quarantine week. Well, we're taking a lot of quarantine weeks right now. We're doing this in quarantine. Correct. We're sitting in our dining room looking at each other. Uh, versus having like a crew of three or four or five people around, but that's yeah. Okay. And you know, there's a lot of things that I'm going to be really brutally honest right now. Yeah. I feel like doing this podcast, like for me, this is a safe format, like where I feel like I can be completely honest, completely myself. Yeah. And like my Instagram is more where I treat it like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> like <laughs> I say a lot of stupid shit. I know when other people are saying stupid shit because I too say a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> I'm not getting and involved in this. No. So there was this post that I did and I was talking about coronavirus and like I wouldn't get it. And all of these things. And you have to know, like, for me, Randall has his hands over his face. I really didn't think we were going to go down this road. Well, because I feel like it's important for me to tell people, like, the difference between my podcast and the difference between Instagram for me is Instagram is like my playground where I just, like, spew bullshit and I hope that people think it's funny. And if they don't think it's funny, I get it. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. It is what it is. But but I also think people, just in your defense, because I because I know who you are. I think that people don't understand that you are a very empathetic person to people, to causes, to especially in the world that we're living in right now. And I, we talk about it a lot over the last seven days of the uncertainty that we're living in. You know, I know how scared you are, the uncertainty that we both have and the rest of the world has. So I, I, I think that you, what, basically what you're trying to say is this format you can share your your true self. And right. sometimes Instagram, you're goofing off and then you get punished for it because it doesn't come off the way that you, the way you really feel. Because right. the, the real Lala has been quarantining. The real Lala has has been very emotional and very up and down over the last week. Right. And I and I think that what you want your fans, because I only have three or four here, <laughs> one's in the house and uh and then and then my kids and then I think my mom. I think she's a fan still. So yeah. anyway, but the point is is that I think what you're trying to say is that people should know how emotional you've been over the last week and how affected you have been, let alone the rest of the world. We've all been affected. But well right. You, I don't even feel like it's like me being affected because well okay we're gonna go into how i've been affected but on the flip side people have been way more affected yes than i have well been. people are losing but their life but for but- me i have a different mindset about the entire thing which i won't get into because it's just too up and down and crazy well, right now we don't know what what anything that's is. what i mean okay. so i can't even tell you how i'm feeling because I, you don't know. No, I but, don't know what's going to happen would, tomorrow. What I do know is people are getting extremely sick and losing their lives. And the only thing I can sit here and do is, is, is just like, right. It's just like make sure that my, I, I don't even know what to say okay, because this a, is so new for me. Okay. But like let it me, is for well, everybody. First, first of all, you know, we weren't even going to go on the air today and we decided that this was a, a, a format that would at least make us feel or have some sense of of normalcy. So I feel like sitting here with you and talking it out is okay. And I think I listened to somebody speak the other day 
And the first thing he said, he was one of the top economists and one of the top doctors. I was listening to this and he started out by saying, we don't know. Before I give you my opinion with all the experience and things that I have, I want to tell you that we have never seen anything like this and I don't have the answer. The president doesn't have the answer. Nobody has the answer. So I think for you to sit here, it's okay lot to look at me and say, I don't even know how I feel because to be honest, I'm 48 years old, turning 49 on Wednesday, and I have seen a lot. The day my... that the podcast airs. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday. Okay, when so my birthday today. Out, Happy birthday, birthday to me. Okay, the podcast is airing, and it is my birthday. But no, what I'm just trying to say is, like, I think it's okay to not know, and and we're all confused, and I think we're scared. But I think we're trying to, as as a human race. Uh, we come together and we fall in a line and we're all here quarantining and living in our, our homes and doing what we can do. Right. And, and, and I, and I'm an optimist. So in my mind, you know, I'm already in July, you know, with everybody back on the beach and we beat this as, as a society The the truth is, you know, nobody knows. And, and the, and the sad part of this is that thousands and thousands of people are dying and not just, 85 year old people with underlying uh, in uh, conditions, young people are dying. People who are were healthy have also died. Yes, it is affecting from, based on the reports we're reading, but it is a scary thing that a 31 year old that I know is in the hospital with double pneumonia and is going to recover now. But I mean, what, what is his feelings going into the hospital and you don't know if you're going to make it through and you're a healthy guy. So, I just think lots okay to feel the way you're feeling. I think I think we're all confused, we're all scared, and we're all fucking overwhelmed. Right. I'm I'm beyond overwhelmed. I mean, I got. I mean, us, take us being safe because we're in this house and we're together. But in all the people that have lost their lives, and I've said prayers for all of them, and every night I go to bed and I pray that this goes away. You know, yesterday. But we've also had came home. I came home from a movie that got put on hiatus for safety reasons, right. along with everybody in the world, their jobs, their careers. We've all been put on hold. And you and I were planning on getting married April 18th. So, yes, yeah. that is the way that this has <laughs> affected me personally. And like I go back to when I did that Instagram post. <laughs> And then it we don't was have like, to bring that up anymore. We do this. because it's like cue the curb your enthusiasm theme song that my well our wedding does get pushed. Now p- put that aside. I'm going through my planner because I'm like a 70 year old woman. I don't use Google what calendars whatever. Yeah, you write it down. Book. Old school. <laughs> and I put my wedding day on April 18th yep. in pen. Yep. Because I didn't think I would need to erase it at any point. And so when I was going through and looking at it and like erasing the parts where it just said like honeymoon. wedding week or honeymoon. It's okay, babe. It's okay. It's okay to be sad. I know. I, I don't think people realize how devastating, you know, it is for somebody to have a wedding. I, I don't think yeah, people realize how devastating it is to a bride as a groom you're a guy and you just want to take care of your girl and you're like don't worry babe we're, we're gonna have a great wedding and it's gonna be a great wedding no matter what 
But for a bride, you know, I've watched you cry and, and you've seen me upset. And, you know, we had a we had a full out cry fest a week ago when we right. first made the decision. But I've watched you, you know, the bridal shower, the bachelorette party, well, the I wedding. Well, I was supposed to leave for my bachelorette today. today. I know. So, so, so. all. No, and, and I don't think anybody's prepared for this. And, I, and it's like, you know, we always keep telling ourselves because you and I have had this conversation a hundred times. Like, we're safe. Our family's safe. We're doing the right thing. But that doesn't take away from the fact that your heart is broken and my heart is broken from having 250 people when we thought, we were three weeks away, you know, yeah. that we waited and I, I years. just keep thinking about like, okay, April 18th was only special because that's the day that I was going to marry you. Yeah. So no matter what day we choose, like it's still going to be that way. Okay. I love you. And I know it's sad, <laughs> but the main thing I told you is that we love each other. And that we're here and that we're safe. And at the end of the day, a lot of people would pick this spot. And That's not, what no, I mean. And, 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 like, and, it sounds and, silly to it's even not complain silly. about no, no, it. No, 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 no. be pushed no. to a later time. No, you're allowed. First of all, I don't, I don't take that away from you. I'm going to tell you right here. You are allowed to be sad and devastated over this day. Yes. Do we look at the bigger picture? People are losing their lives and we are and people are losing their jobs. Right. People can't hold on, people can't feed their families. So that is the number one thing. And but at the same time, that doesn't take away from your heartbreak that you've been planning this wedding for two years and you know, we're not gonna have it on that day. The good news is I still want to marry you. But I just want you to know that, and I keep telling you this, that you're entitled to feel all the sad and all the, all of the angst and all the things you feel whenever, you, whenever you've gotten sad over the last week, I've been there for you and I've never told you it's not okay to feel that way because you know what people like, like you, I, I mean, I was thinking today about, a friend of mine's kid was getting ready for his high school prom coming up for senior prom, getting ready to graduate high school, have the big graduation party. All those things are gone, right? are gone for all of these people. So like what, the only thing that I take comfort in, and even though it's our devastation, just like that kid is devastated that he doesn't get to go to a high school prom. We all have had loss together. And it's the first time I've ever seen the planet have loss together and right so when i call somebody and i say i'm sad about my wedding or what are you doing about your wedding and i say you know we're devastated but at the same time we're safe and then they say my kid's not going to play his last game my the recruiting school that was going to come will not come now now they're just going to go off tape all of these people in the world have been affected but then you hear the most devastating stories people that live paycheck to paycheck which is a lot of america can't pay their bills so then I shift into humanitarian. Like, what what can we do right. to give to help those people? So, I just think the whole world is fucked right now, and we're all confused, and we're all scared, and we're all in it together. I mean, that's the it's the first time I've ever seen the world come together like this. I mean, it's not like an earthquake in one country where you send aid, and it's like you know you you know or or a hurricane or a you know all of these things are catastrophic, but. Every country in the world is affected by this virus. So it's a, it's a unique thing. And 
God willing, it will never happen again. And hopefully, God willing, we get through this and people get their lives back because, you know, th- this is des- destroying people's industries and business and making a living and providing for families. So I just I think, you know, I, I, my heart breaks for everybody and my heart breaks for you because you're my fiance. Thank you, babe. Yes. Can we move on to a, a really high fee topic? Part two. <laughs> Wait, you want to switch gears? We're going to switch gears. Let's take a short break. We'll be back. We are back. It's Give Them Lala with Randall. The first like little bit, we had a little bit of cries. I have I have my best my best friend slash lady of honor working the whatever this contraption is she's working the control she's running the control room room. here here in the dining room (laughs) you're in the dining room um all right let's let's shift gears like you said i i agree look that is such an andy cohen thing to say like during reunions he's always like i want to shift gears for a moment well that's a compliment because andy cohen's a badass okay andy cohen is a badass let's shift gears okay so we're shifting gears because (laughs) in this thing that's happening this quarantine that we're all in like as much as we want to acknowledge everything that's happening i want you guys to be able to laugh and like maybe bring a little bit of light into your correct homes yes as much maybe as maybe some like mindless drama you mean we're, oh we're getting your show <laughs> you're getting your this show this week on vanderpump the- rules <laughs> lala kent goes crazy again <laughs> No, uh, so I made Randall watch this episode. It was the episode that Jackson and Brittany got married. It was fucking beautiful. Wait, by the way, by the way, you did make me watch this episode, but because it was Jackson's wedding, I did want to see it because he is one of you our friends. You wanted to see it anyway. And, and, he, and, he, and it was a beautiful, beautiful day. And two people who love each other very much. It was a beautiful wedding. It really was. And the the thing that I loved about the wedding is I love when a wedding rings true to who a couple Correct. is behind like closed doors and you get to see like in their vows, their relationship comes through. Like when Brittany said, you're my lobster. Yes. Well said. Well I agree. said. Well said. No. And, and I, I agree with you. It really rings true to them. And I felt like every part of that wedding was beautiful. Everything was either Jax or Brittany or both of them, and it was just so much fun. I had the best time. It was a great, a great wedding. Um, now back to the episode. So, uh, in watching this particular episode, which I don't think I'll watch anymore, that day I want to set the stage until you make an appearance again. The second he finds out, like, babe, babe, am I on this? Am I on this coming episode? Really? That's where you want to go with this? It's it's a safe format, Randall. People listen, and that's then a bunch go of bullshit. <laughs> That's a bunch of bullshit. That's not how I am. That's <laughs> Lala's version. That's Lala's version it's of me. It's the only version. I am a I busy gotcha. person, and I do not try to fangirl into the episode. Thank you, Lala. All right. Okay. All right, I'm an guys. Oscar nominated. I'm an Oscar. Right, I am an Oscar-nominated producer. No comment. Thank I you. will not take you. Uh, Lala's got the mic. that away from you. You've got the mic in your hand. You look like you're about to come over the table. Now, I can- feel like I'm Beyonce with this mic like this. Okay. Okay, so. Uh, can I Can I, Can I? Yeah, finish? because I want to get to the shade part. Can, I want to throw mad shade. Can, okay, I don't want to be part of that part. I just want to talk about. To. I just want to talk. Okay, go. About, Keep sh- going. You don't even let me get shit out. Okay, listen. <laughs> There's only you and me here. Can you just try to listen to me? I don't know what you're looking at over there. I'm looking at Madison. She but but I'm, 
See what I'm talking about? Madison, this is the bullshit. Go, tell us what you wanted to say. Spit it out, Sherlock. There's three people here, and you pick the other person again. Who doesn't? I'll give you a mic next time, Maddie. Go. Say. You just shooed me like a a dog. Okay, I'm going to speak at my own pace. All right. Uh, It's my podcast, too, by the way. It says with Randall, just so we're clear. Okay. remember. Now. I approved your So that day, let me set the stage for our audience or your audience and my four fans. That day, there were only about 10 rooms in the hotel or whatever, 15 rooms. You woke me up. At the castle. Okay. You woke me up. You had volunteered our suite to the bridal get ready room or something. Yeah. So I woke up at like 9 a.m., probably with a hangover, and you were like, everybody's coming in to put their dresses on. You got to get up. Wait. 9 a.m., the wedding's at 5.30. What am I supposed to do from 9 to 5.30? I, I mean, steam clean the clothes? So I was pissed. So I went downstairs. I ran into Bo. I just want to set the stage of how the Bo thing happened because right. it made it look like we just like to watch X Spin X games in bed together. So, <laughs> so Bo and I were like, Bo was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm not doing anything. He's like, me either. I'm f- screwed because, you know, all the rooms are taken. I was like, he's like, well, my room is empty. I was like, Bo, I just want to chill out today. I don't, this madness with all the cameras and crazy. He's like, just come to my room. So we went to his room. And hid, and I closed the door, and I got five hours to just veg out, watch TV, roll, do emails, just catch up. Right. And I want to make this clear to Tom Schwartz, because Tom Schwartz can say whatever he wants to say, but Schwartz, he you know- He fucked you. He fucked me bad. And <laughs> Schwartz, you know that I don't call people out, because you guys are all my friends, but you- Fucked me. You can talk all the bullshit with your little, you know, passive aggressive. It's like, not passive aggressive. It's more passive kind. <laughs> That's such a good thing. You're right. Schwartz is passive kind because he's not passive aggressive. So I said to Schwartz, I, te- I said, Schwartz, please text me when they're ready because I, I want to get ready with like 16 dudes. So just I'll wait in this room with both. Right. He said, Randy, I got you. So I sat there. I was watching the TV and boom, I get a text from you. A, 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 a wacko text that says they're taking pictures why aren't you down there and i'm like what are you talking about bo would have already called me schwartz and, would have called you sorry schwartz would have already my bad schwartz would have already called me and next thing i know the door's being basically kicked in by you yeah and you're like get that and i said no 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 that's not happening we shorts i had a thing that you said they're out there taking the pictures already now i'm like freaked out i feel horrible because i would never be late for something like that. That's very, that's an important thing. And so I have to get ready in literally 12 seconds, no shower, no uh, hair gel. Cause I'm a hair gel uh, specialist, no hair gel. Oh my God. Yeah. And then no and crispy th- hair. Oh no. no. And then I run, oh, then I run downstairs and, and they're taking pictures. And so I pull up to Schwartz and I say, dude, like, come on, man. Like I, I, I you said you got me. If you didn't get me, it's fine. I'd ha- whatever. And he goes, no, man, you know, I, I just forgot. And then they were torturing me over it. Like for the next 30 minutes, they yeah. kept bringing it up. Anyway, I just want to say to Jax, A, your wedding was very important to me. You know that. B, I love you. And C, Schwartz, I'm coming for you. And I just haven't figured out how I'm going to do it. But payback I feel is a like bitch. Jax was so in his own head he care. that he was like, it's fine. And here's the thing with Rand. And you get a pass for this. Mostly because you're older than us. Really? You but, just did the age thing again? Yeah. 
But it's because for so many years, you've had an assistant that travels with you and he keeps you on your schedule. No, I still do. Be- right. I know yeah. that. But during this situation, there no, were we only so many rooms. So the assistant could not stay. Right. You stayed at downtown. Downtown. Right. For so many years, you've had an assistant that keeps you on track Correct. because your mind is full of so many other things. So one, never, ever rely on Schwartz to give you any sort of heads Can up that one? something's happening because I love you, Schwartz. But, bro, your head is so in the clouds. But that's why we love you. That's why we okay. love you, and Schwartz. Schwartz, I want to say one thing. <laughs> After seeing what Sandoval did. No, look, wait, rewind. You're right. I have an assistant because when I'm on movies or, or we're traveling or whatever, you know, it helps keep schedules and keeps us moving. But at the end of the day, I'm an adult and I had no problem with being ready for pictures at whatever time somebody said. The only problem is, is that I thought Bo, uh, Bo, I, damn it. I thought Schwartz, <laughs> I thought Schwartz would be like right there on the ground and say, hey, Rand, I'm going to come grab you. I yeah. thought he would get me and we'd go together. No. Okay, That was a mistake. But I am going to tell you if this, if there's another Vanderpump wedding, which there is, right, Bo and Stasi. Right. That after seeing the remarkable, impeccable job that Tom Sandoval did as a best man, I have not seen anything like this. No, he I should write a book. He should write a book. And it should be tips to be a best man. I have never seen anybody more prepared. When I showed up for the pictures, all the way up to the point where we went down the aisle, he had a cooler that had wine openers. He had... Uh, every kind of liquor you could want. I mean, Beefy, no bark, no bark, baby. I mean, Sandoval is a rock star of, a, and honestly, you know, I he, know. I actually, for a minute, was going to demote my lady of honor, Madison. Oh, you were going to drop her? Bring on Tom Sandoval. No, but Sandoval, <laughs> did you see the glass? He had, he had in his cooler glasses for every shot glasses, wine glasses. This guy, rock star. Take that out of the equation. When we were taking our pictures after sweating in the sun for what like an hour, fans. Fan yeah, he's a real and deal. a full mirror, not a compact, a full no, he's fucking a real mirror. Deal. It was crazy. Okay, do you know what I called him at the wedding in this true story? What? He's the MacGyver of best men. That's amazing. I yeah. love that you labeled him that. Okay. So <laughs> then there's the other side of Vanderpump. And this- here we go, you guys. I know you are all in quarantine and you need to hear some shade. Uh, and I'm about to throw it. Okay, I'm about to step out of this section. No, no, no. You're no. going to listen and you're going to feed into what I'm fucking saying. No, I'm not. That's a partnership. Oh, really? Take this me down with marriage. you? marriage. I can't. It's very scary and very dark at times. <laughs> but you just fucking deal with it. All right, go. Okay. I cannot deal with these new people. You guys... I'm going to be fucking honest. I record the show and then I watch it. And I have to fast forward for like a while because here's what happens. Randall, get off your phone and engage with me. Look, he's getting so nervous. Jax was texting me. Okay. Tell your boyfriend to hold on a minute. (laughs) Okay. This is how. Are you bashing the new people again? No, I'm not bashing the new people. I'm spitting mad truth. Okay, that's not nice. It's not even about that. It has nothing to do with the what new people. What does it have to do with I it? actually think that the new people are great. Oh, good. I think that they have. But here's where I'm conflicted. This is the only way I can explain how I feel. I feel like I'm super into a show, like okay. I'm watching Vanderpump. And then it's almost like I change the channel 
And when I come back, like all of this stuff has happened and I've missed it. Like the new people is like a commercial that started and I flipped the chance. Like it takes me out of you what's don't think happening. It get, you don't think it gives another layer of excitement? No, I think that like that's how I would explain it. The new people coming on, it's like, fuck, I got to wait for a commercial to see what's going to happen in a storyline that I'm invested in. Take so, me out of it. Take me out of it. I don't, I don't give think, a fuck. I, I'm interested I, in what's happening with the witches of WeHo. I want to dive deep into everything. I want to see what's happening with Tom Sandoval and Jax. Like that feud okay, can I lasted. Ask you a question? That feud lasted one episode. Can that I, went on for fucking weeks. Can I ask you a question? And I wanted to know everything that happened. You just said before you started this shade thing, you call it whatever. You said you weren't going to bash the new people. Now you just bash the new people. You equated them to a commercial. That's what you just called them. Kate, I'm so sick of people where it's like, you're, but that is like, you're bashing. And it's like, no, this is just factual how I feel. This is like how I feel. But it has nothing to do with you personally. Oh, so you like them personally? I don't know them. Okay, so you don't know them. You're not sure you Here, like Here's them. the thing, Randall. Are the new people a commercial or not? Because that's what the I want to The new people are a commercial. So you just me. basically told the new cast that they're not cast members, they're the commercial in between the show. That's to how me, I feel. Okay. A lot of people, I'm sure, Wait, think that it's fucking great. let's bring it down. Okay, you got your hands flying in the air now. Shit's going crazy. Okay, I'm going to bring it back to center. I like the new people. They've been very nice to me. I don't watch the show. I only watch... Oh, my God. Can I throw up in a bucket, please? <laughs> Randall, get the fuck out of I here. I do like the new people. Oh, what do you know about them? Okay, I'll tell you right now. I, I don't know all of them, but I know Max. He's very nice. He's very kind. He I've had a bunch of phone conversations with him. He's very nice. You person. guys talk on the phone? A couple times. Two times, I think. He's very what nice. What the fuck is happening in this house when I'm not around? You're just having bromances with the Vanderpump okay, cast? Okay, more. But when I, go, when I go to Tom Tom with like Jax and them, that's where I see him. And he's always a gentleman to me and always very kind. Hold on. And then your other friend on when I celebrated the Oscar brunch no, gonna, what's her name exactly randall her name's dana no dana i know it's dana stop why are you see now you're trying to make me look bad no dana, i'm trying first to of all, spit truth first of all i love dana she's a great person she's very kind i and, agree wait and i want to say every time i've gone into the restaurant when she's there she always comes up says hello is totally nice i i just think they're authentic people. I do. I think. I think uh, Max. I don't know two, everybody else. I don't know anybody two else. Two out of the other, however many okay, new but, people. But the two that I know, right. I think, are really fun, interesting people. And I'm going to be honest. And if I was, see, and that's what I mean. There's a lot of people that feel the exact same way that you do. For me, <laughs> all the new storylines from new faces is the fucking commercial. Okay, this is the part <laughs> where I think. You know, everybody has to start somewhere in the world. But here's the other thing that I must say. This is a, this is a dead end street right here. No, 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 You no, had no, your no. hands in the air two seconds ago. I'm just worried. Maybe How... my hands in the air, Randall, because I just don't care. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, please. There has to be. Put your hands in the air. Yeah. Here's the worst part about this podcast. If you start waving your hands and shit starts getting thrown, off. I can't leave. We're no. stuck. We're stuck. Club this, quarantine, bitches. In this dining room. We're stuck in the dining room. Here's how. Let me just explain something to you really quickly. However, you're looking like if I, if those people would have come on season four when I came on, no. all those bitches would be my best friends because they were, they're like totally like out there like I was. Like when I, 
the episodes that I have seen with them in it, I'm like, oh my God, they're saying shit that like I used to say. And I swore to myself like, this is me, I'll never change. And like, here I am approaching 30 and shit done changed. Okay, <laughs> right. But you grew up kind of some days, depending on what day it is. But that's true. Yeah. Depending uh, on if you wake me up before 9 a.m. No, you're a one out of three or I call them the grown up division. One for every three days you're grown up. It blows my mind that you put a ring on it with that. Well, because I love you and, and you brainwashed me a little bit. In a lot of different ways. <laughs> I love you. Okay, listen. We're not talking. Let's not get back to our relationship, please, as a podcast. I mean, we can have relationship conversation later. No, what I want to say is this. I feel like I feel like you're a little hard on, on, the, on the new cast members. And I think that everybody should be given a chance. I'm not hard on them at all. I have no idea what's happening with any of them because I have to fast forward for not seconds, minutes. Okay. I'm going to get a phone call about this, just so you know. I just want to tell you that I An think Vanderpump Rules is one of the greatest shows of all time to all the producers, and I have nothing to do with this part of the conversation. So do I. My, the producers of Vanderpump Rules, they should be producing every reality TV show. Oh, that was a segue. <laughs> that was and a they segue. should. There's a lot of reality shows I watch, and I'm like, this is so I'm glad that I don't get a paycheck from this. I'm glad I don't get a paycheck from Vanderpump Rules, because uh, here's what I think. Here's what I think, because we're in quarantine, so I'm not even really sure there's a world... That exists right now. Because There's not. I was on the 405 at 7, and there was zero traffic. It's, it's scary out there. <laughs> it's scary. Like, it's scary. Yeah. But let me going. just say this. I, I understand what you're saying, that you feel the show maybe doesn't have the momentum the way it used to have without the cast members. But I also feel shows have to evolve, and clearly the producers know better than most because they're one of the most successful reality producers in the business. Hold on. I see you about to fucking go off. What I'm saying is, being a producer, right. I do feel that there is a reason the network and the producers brought in new cast members because they felt that the synergy between, as you guys call yourselves, OGs and the newbies. Well, there's like OOGs, OOGs, and then OGs. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm getting confused. I know. It's a lot. Okay. But either way, I, I, th I think the balance is probably very healthy for the show, and I think that you are very sensitive but babe this is why i'm not a fucking producer yeah clearly because they know what the fuck is up that's why i you, don't that's why you need to i'm invested in the storylines that i know are going on with people that i watch no, you're invested in, you're invested in your fucking storylines oh yeah more than anybody's right obviously <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Enough about these people. Let's fast forward to me. Me. Let's me. Let, let, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. That's on Family Guy. Wait, what is... Okay. All right. Well, not, before I start throwing shit across the kitchen because I'm so angry that you don't agree with me, Yeah. let's take another break. <laughs> break <laughs> we'll be back. We are... Yes, we are back. <laughs> and I have calmed down. I feel very zen now. I feel great that I got a lot of shit off my chest. I got to share about our wedding plans, which, by the way, it's important for us. Randall, at some point, hi. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting the voicemails ready. Somebody has to also Work. produce the show. Okay. We have not yet rescheduled our wedding we've tentatively we've said tentatively, july but but we have to wait for safety for people to tell us that right it's safe safety again. so we don't know key. our wedding could be i mean as soon as the world is a safe place to go that's when our wedding will happen 
That's good. Okay. All right. I got a bunch of voicemails for you. Did you see that meme where it was like, before I used to cough to cover a fart. Now I fart to cover a cough. <laughs> okay. Let's go to our voicemails. Uh, here's the, vo- the first voicemail. Hi, Lala and Randall. This is Emily calling from Toronto. I absolutely love your love story from your podcast a couple, I guess a couple podcasts ago. My question is for both of you. Lala, how did you tell Randall about your anxiety? I have bipolar and I don't know how to tell any guy that I'm dating that I have it without him running away or thinking that I'm crazy. So I'm just searching advice from you as a woman and Randall as a man of what I should do. Love you so Thanks. This is a really great, I love this question. So I would say my advice would be like, I don't feel like I ever had to tell Randall. I think as our relationship progressed, he saw that I struggled with those things, but we had kind of a whirlwind romance. It was like very much like we hung out one night and we were inseparable after that. Correct. But I think if I were out and like dating somebody talking about mental struggles that you have, whether you're bipolar or you have anxiety or depression, I think it's something that obviously has a stigma behind it, but I don't, I literally don't have one friend who doesn't have some sort of medication that they have to take. So for me, I I think that talking about that stuff is obviously very productive, but you have to, that person that you're dating has to, number one, he has to earn you talking about that with him. Right, that's he has I'm, to be a he has to be a safe place for you. I agree. I I, I want to say this. I agree with you a lot that, you know, when you feel safe, first of all, get to know somebody, get to know them, date. That's the honeymoon phase. And then if you're starting to get real serious with that person, you should be able and feel comfortable at that mo- at the right moment where they're not going to judge you. I didn't judge Lala. When, when Lala, I knew had anxiety very early on and you know, we talked about it and she talked about it openly, you know, I was lucky. And I even encouraged her to talk to somebody to like, you know, help you get on track. But Lala always had been dealing with her anxiety, was very open with it. It wasn't like something I had to pry out of her. She was, you were very, right. You you were always, because you made me feel safe. Right. So with this question, like, I'm not saying to be ashamed of any sort of, I don't even like the word mental illness, just a mental struggle, because I'm telling you what, anybody that you're going to be dating is going to have their own set of baggage that you're going to have to learn how to deal with. So I would just make sure that that person is worthy of you talking to them about the struggles that you have, because that's a privilege that makes I agree. who a person. I agree. And I just, I'll second that if you're, if this is the right guy and he loves you and cares about you and you guys are in a the right, you know, right place and you're really moving forward, then he's just going to be there to support you and whatever it takes to be by your side. There'll be no judgment. Otherwise, he's the wrong fucking guy and kick him to the curb. Amen, baby. Next All right. Voicemail. Hey, my question is for Lala. You don't really speak much on your podcast about your story coming into Vanderpump Rules. And I wanted to see if you could maybe talk about your journey and how you became a employee within the Vanderpump Rules cast and um, the restaurant and if you uh, applied to the the restaurant knowing that the show was going on or just kind of your journey. I love you both and I love the podcast. I listen to it every week. 
So n- another great question. <laughs> I love these voicemails. It's my f- one of my favorite parts of the podcast. So my journey to Vanderpump Rules, true story. I remember living in Utah and they did that like segue thing from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills into the new show, which was Vanderpump Rules. And I remember looking at my mom and being like, who the fuck is ever going to watch that show? Keep in mind when that show came to be, my best friend and lady of honor, who's literally sitting next to me, Madison and her sister were working at Sir. I had been going there like anytime I travel to L.A. So when I decided to move... Madison and her sister Danny were like, we can get you a job to pay your rent and your bills at Sir. Most people will say, I've never seen it. But then you talk to them for five minutes and they know every single thing about every episode. That's I genuinely had never watched the show still to this day. Haven't watched any season up until I came on to it, obviously. Then I watched every episode with me in it. <laughs> but I was still going to the restaurant and Lisa came up to me and was like, She saw me mingling with everybody that was working there. And she was like, would you like to be a hostess here? And I told her my sob story that I'm terrified to work there. The restaurant is crazy busy. I freak out under pressure. Yes, that was pressure for me. She talked me into it. And with that position as a hostess, I became a part of the rest is history. Very good story. Give them Lala, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's our next question. (laughs) Next voicemail. Hi, Lala and Randall. My name's Melissa. I'm from New York. Um, I'm really big fans of both of you. Wow, I love you so much. But my question is actually for Randall. I am actually a third year in college, and I'm studying TV and film, and I'm my focus is production. I want to know if you had any advice for, like, college students, because I really want to work in, like, behind the scenes. And I know, like, that's what you do. You work in production behind the scenes. Like, you worked up to be director. Like, I want to know if you could just give me advice. Um, thank you so much. I love you both. Bye. That is a good question. What I would recommend, because I went to college in New York City, I went to School of Visual Arts on 23rd Street, and what I prided myself on during college was that if you have a couple days a week, because a lot of people in college have to have full-time jobs or part-time jobs, but assuming you have one day or two days a week, I would not wait for the school to help you. I would figure out what you want to do. Let's pretend you like I wanted to be a producer at that time and only wanted to produce. So I called around to the various TV shows, the different production companies, and I got internships. And I told them I will work for free. I will do whatever it takes. And they would hire me as an intern. Right. And then I would get to be all hands on deck access. And I'm telling you that working at talent agencies and different places like that as an intern gave me a much clearer path of what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do, where I wanted to start when I got out of college. And you'll have a lot of connections by the time you graduate. So what I suggest to everybody is if you're in college, take advantage of those four years. I was interning. I didn't go through the college department for internships, which a lot of them have phenomenal internship departments, but I didn't want to wait. And I just picked where I wanted to work. And I just called these people up. I worked at CBS. I worked different places. So my advice, be a go-getter. Don't wait for things to come to you. Pick up the phone, get an internship. If you hate that internship, you're working for free. Quit and go to the place until you finally find a place. A lot of my friends who were in film school ended up with the job that they had as an intern as their first job out of yeah. college. So there you go. You want to know what my mom always told me? <laughs> Tell us. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, which is why I have always been that annoying person that's like, I'm going to call you 24-7 until you give me a solid answer, which is, yes, we're interested. No, we're not. So 
Be a motherfucking squeaker. Next voicemail. <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. Hi, Lala and Randall. My name's Olivia. I just wanted to say that I love the podcast. Love you, Lala, on Vanderpump Rules. And Randall, I loved your premiere the other day. It was so exciting. Um, my question was, Lala, we obviously know that's not your birth name. I wanted to know where exactly you got Lala Kent from, the meaning behind that. If you've actually legally changed your name to that and why you chose to use Lala Kent on your wedding invitation instead of your birth name. If you've mentioned that on Vanderpump, I'm sorry, but I was just curious. I just want to say one thing before you say that. Yeah. So many people have said to me, you know, why does she use her legal name? It's actually a really good question. So I was born Lauren Birmingham, and everyone called me Lauren Birmingham. So they I call just, you Lauren. You call me Lauren. Okay. So at a very, very young age, like my nickname was always Lala. And in high school, people called me Lala B. Super gangster. And <laughs> I don't know about that. It was gangster. It's all like city. All my friends feel were like, like Lala B. It was super tough. Wait, I just want to say one thing. Anyway, what, Rand? Salt Lake City is not super gangster. Oh, we don't play in the 801. The East Side, we okay, party until about 8 p.m. I'm, I'm done. Let's, let's get lit. to the question. <laughs> oh, um, God, you and Madison. Okay, so I was then going by Lauren. I switched it and still went by Lauren and switched it to Kent because I didn't want to ax my dad out completely. My dad's first name is Kent, so I took his first name as my last name. When I moved out to L.A., no joke, Danny... My, my BFF, my Madison's soul sister, sister, Maddie's sister, was introducing me to everybody as Lala. So all of a sudden, it wasn't just people that I knew really well that were calling me that nickname. It was like everybody knew me as just Lala. So that's where like the name Lala stuck. But really, it was a name given to me because no one could say Lauren. Everyone said Lauren. And everyone thinks that I go by Lala Ken because I'm ashamed. They're like, Lauren Burningham from Utah. I'm like, bitch, I know my fucking name. That's aggressive. I know my name. I know where I'm from, boo. That's aggressive. And I asked my mom. I put Lala Ken. What about, my- what, about, what about our friend Jonathan Chabin, who legally changed his name to Food God? Amazing. I mean, so. So cool. So if you're going to Lala Ken. Well, and I put Lala Kent on the wedding invite because if I were to put my legal name, Lauren Burningham. I don't think anybody. I don't think. No one would know who that was. They'd be like, whose fucking wedding is this? <laughs> I did ask my mom, though. I was like, would you care if I legally switched my name? Because my mom wants to legally switch her name from Burningham to Kent as well. And I was like, would you care if I switched my name to Lala? Because they like. I don't know. It's just like your fa- your parents sit there and they're like, what should we name her? Like, it's a cue. It has a meaning behind it. And she was like, I wouldn't care. Here's what I think. Do you, boo. Can I, can I give my opinion on this? What? Can you just keep your name and your other name and you just have both? Thanks, dad. No, <laughs> I cannot. I'm actually, I'm definitely. You're in a real, you're in a real mood changing today. the name though, because I'm going to switch my last name, this just in, to dun 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 dun. Emmett! Hey! All right. Look at, oh, you, look, you look so happy right now. <laughs> On that note, because we're going to wrap this up soon, I want to tell you what I plan for our next podcast, which we're going to go every week. Do we now. have any Lysol? Because I'm definitely Lysoling that mic. Can I please tell you what our next, yes, where, where we're going to record our next podcast? Yes, since tell we're, quarant- we're going to be in quarantine for a while. Right. I have rented. A motor home, something I've never done before. Okay. And we are going to go on the open road 
alone because we we're in quarantine so we'll be living in this motor home okay. we will not be interacting with any other people we'll shop we'll get all take all the groceries from the house okay load up our motor home and we're gonna go out to the wilderness together i love it because randall's like i've never done this before because you're a miami kid i'm a utah bitch like i grew up camping motor no, i'm petrified i'm petrified tents. i'm petrified we're gonna have the best time but ever. you know you know what i'm excited about it's either live in the motor home out in the wilderness or live in our house. And I think, you know what? This will be an adventure. We won't be around anybody. And we'll read. We'll hang out. We'll okay. make s'mores. And and we'll... That's, that's really what I hope. Like, people that are in quarantine and they're healthy, I hope that people really take advantage of just, like, loving their loved ones and quality time. Yeah. And I understand it's stressful to go through what we're going through, but... If there is a bright side, that's it, that we get to be with each other and just, like, disconnect. From well, I, I, I almost think, like, the whole world is being forced to take a time out. And none of us I, – I don't want to say none of us. There's a lot of people that take a lot of time outs and really do it and know how to manage their time. But a lot of people also don't. I'm not the best at that. And I think this is, like, forcing me and you to just say, hey, you know what? There's nothing we can do about what's going on except pray be there for people and be supportive and be educated. The but, only thing we can do is eat, pray, and love. But what I'm saying is that this, I think it's nice to like get in the, get in the camper, drive out to. I want to show you how the Utah bitches do. No, I already took it. I took a, on the phone. They gave me a whole lesson yeah. where I have to change the water. And I talked about the generator. I'm very educated today. I I'm, prepared. I'm prepared. Okay. Before we sign off, I want to let you guys know that myself and DJ James Kennedy have a new song dropping on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you get your music. It Where? is called Playboy Bunny. When? When is it dropping? Friday. Well, since we're all quarantined, we could definitely listen to music. Yes. So I hope you enjoy this podcast, my loves. Make sure you go and download Playboy Bunny on Friday featuring yours truly and James Kennedy again Stay in. Wait, I'm going to also, for every download that you get on that song, I'm going to donate $1 per download to uh, people that are in need right now and in the the quarantine and the people uh, that are, you know, to a cause to help people. I'm going to find a charity that's funneling money to people in crisis right now. So as many downloads as you get, I will donate. And I hope you get 10,000 downloads so we can make a, a good donation. And this is why I love you, honey bunny, and I can't wait to be your wifey. Again, for the first time ever, I'm going to tell y'all, stay in, slay your homes during this quarantine, and we will catch you next week. Bye, babies. Bye. And I was calling because I just heard on your podcast, Randall say that he has 11 fans and Lala has 900,000. I just wanted to say that, Randall, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. And I think that you're super likable. And I'll bet that almost every single one of those 900,000 fans is a fan of you now as well. Because... You're super real, and you're a good dad, and just, like, seem like an all-around good person. So before you sell yourself short, Randall, think about how many people out there probably really do love you. And don't be so quick to think that everyone's team Lala. Thank you, my loves, to everyone who has already left us epic messages. And keep them coming because we love hearing from you guys. 
call us anytime at 866-LALAPOD. That's 866-LALAPOD. Yes, thank you for listening. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.